Jai Jai Sichitanda Jai Anitananda Jai Advaita Chandrajaya Gauravakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Oh, yeah, sorry. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna. So a little bit from uh, I got the idea to do some chapter highlights and uh, that idea didn't initially develop like that. I was first thinking do some selected verses but then um, the idea changed. So today I prepared some notes on chapter 6, chapter 7 and chapter 17 from Adi Lila. Uh, tomorrow I'll just start chronologically from chapter 1 and then go like all the way through Adi Lila. Uh, and we'll go through the whole book like that with some highlights from the chapter, selected highlights. So we want to go to chapter 6 to text 100. Adilila. Krishna Samata Haita Bada Bhakta Pada Adma Haita Krishna Bhakta Haya Premaspada. The position of being a devotee is higher than that of equality with Lord Krishna, for the devotees are dearer to Lord Krishna than his own self. Purport. The conception of oneness with the Supreme Personality of God is inferior to that of eternal service to the Lord because Lord Krishna is more affectionate to, the, to devotees than to his personal self. In Srimad Bhagavatam 9.468, the Lord clearly says, The devotees are my heart and I'm the heart of my devotees. My devotees do not know anyone but me. Similarly, I do not know anyone but my devotees. This is the intimate relationship between the Lord and his devotees. So, the devotee, uh, position of devotee is higher than that of equality with Lord Krishna. For the devotees are dearer to Lord Krishna than his own self. Uh, then, uh, we'll read a few more verses. Atmahaita Krishna Bhakta Bodhikarimana Iyate Bahuta Shastra Vajjana Pramana Lord Krishna considers his devotees greater than himself. In this connection, the scriptures provide an abundance of evidence. Natata me priyatama atma yunir na sankara na cha sankarsano na svir na vatma caya tabhavan O Uddhava, neither Brahma nor Shankar, nor Sankarsan, nor Lakshmi, nor even my own self is as dear to me as you, his text is in Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 14, 15. The sweetness of Lord Krishna is not to be tasted by those who consider themselves equal to Krishna. It is to be tasted only through the sentiment of servitude. Shastra Siddhanta E Vigira Anubhav 
Mudaloka, Nahijane, Bhavira Vaibhav. This conclusion of the revealed scriptures is also the realization of experienced devotees. Fools and rascals, however, cannot understand the opulences of devotional emotions. Bhakta Bhava Angikar Balaram Lakshmana Dvaita Nichananda Shesha Sankirsan Krishna Madhuri Rasamrita Karepaya Sheshukamata Kichu Nahi Janayan. Baladev, Lakshman, Advaita Acharya, Lord Nichananda, Lord Shesha, and Lord Sankarsan tasted the nectarian mallows of the transcendental bliss of Lord Krishna by recognizing themselves as being his devotees and servants. They're all met with that happiness and they know nothing else. Anira Achukkarya, Apanesi Krishna, Apane Madhurya Paila, Haila Satrishna. What to speak of others? Even Lord Krishna himself becomes thirsty to taste his own sweetness. Swa Madhurya Aswadita Karena Yatana. Bhagdabhava bina nahi taha aswadan. He tries to taste his own sweetness, but he cannot do so without accepting the emotions of a devotee. Bhagdabhava angikar haila avatirna Sri Krishna Chaitanya rupa sarva bhava purna. Therefore Lord, Krishna Chaitanya, therefore, Lord Krishna accepted the position of a devotee and descended in the form of Lord Chaitanya. He is complete in every respect. Nana bhakta bhava karena swamadurya paya purva kariya vakyana. He tastes his own sweetness through various emotions of a devotee. I formally explained this conclusion. Advaita ganra bhakta bhava adhika bhakta bhava haita adhika sukhanayar all the incarnations are entitled to the entitled to the emotions of devotees. There is no higher bliss than this. Purport. All the different incarnations of Lord Vishnu have the right to play the roles of servitors of Lord Krishna by descending as devotees. When an incarnation gives up the understanding of his godhood and plays the part of a servitor, he jo- he enjoys a greater taste of transcendental mellows. Yeah. Where he plays the part of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Mula Bhakta Avatar Sri Shankarshan. Bhakta Avatar Tai Advaita Gana. The original Bhakta Avatar Shankarshan Sri Advaita is counted among such incarnations. Hmm. So that's all about. Advaita Acharya. So we um, we speak a little bit here about all the incarnations of the Lord. They are uh, they're in the position of servant, um, and there is greater greater bliss in this servitude than there is in being the Lord. We also see it in the Bhagavatam, we see the description, the, the well-known story of uh, of the Brahmana whose children just all disappeared immediately after birth. 
So this Brahmana called out, is there any Ksatya in this world who can do anything? There are no more Ksatyas. All the Ksatyas have become like eunuchs. Arjuna felt, uh, felt challenged by this statement to prove that he was a Ksatya. So Arjuna said, I will come forward. I will do something. And Arjuna said, and the Brahmana said, ah, what will you do? And Arjuna said, no, I will make sure no one can come. And if anything happens, I will enter into a slow burning fire. So, you know, and Arjuna stood guard and guarded all the directions. And still after birth, the child disappeared. So Arjuna was preparing to enter into a slow burning fire when Krishna intervened and Krishna told him to mount his chariot and then with his chariot drove through all the layers of the universe and the Sudarshan Chakra was lighting up the way and they came to Lord Mahavishnu uh, who had actually stolen the children uh, with the plan to have the darshan of Krishna because he knew that Krishna would protect his his uh, he, he knew that Arjuna would would want to protect the the Brahmana and he knew that Krishna would do anything to accept his friend Arjuna uh, and therefore that ultimately they would come and that he would get the darsha of Krishna and then he could also establish himself in that mood as the servitor of the Lord. Uh, so this servitude, um, the servitude is throughout, and even the incarnations of the Lord. Ekala Iswara or Sarvabhitya Yariyachanaitya Tarakaitya There's one Supreme Lord, and all others are His dependents, and all others dance according to uh, to His will. Yes. So that is that is the situation. And that position of servant is higher than equality. Therefore, there is the, the, the verse in text 118, which is very interesting. Jaya 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 Sri Advaita Charya Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Nichananda Arya. So, all glories, all glories to Sri Advaita Charya, all glories to. To Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the superior Lord Nichananda. So Lord Nichananda is now Arya. Nichananda Arya, the superior Lord Nichananda, because he's experiencing superior happiness due to being the servant of the Lord. And of course, this is leading up to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself now also wanting to come in the mood of the, of the servant. Um, so clearly uh, we are, are preparing here the ground for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance as the servant. But if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is the servant, if Lord Nityananda is Arya, is superior to the Supreme Lord because he is the Adi Guru, he's the Supreme Servant, uh, then we can appreciate how much central and how important is servitude and that servitude is everything and that there is the highest happiness um, the impersonalist of course 
they are not able to understand this. And as we will uh, in, the, in the next chapter, uh, the, uh, the discussion is moving towards impersonalists. Um, in that chapter, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will um, meet with Prakashananda. Well, with the Prakashananda. And uh, that we will uh, uh, we'll read something, a highlight from that chapter. One moment. Uh, chapter 7. Well, we'll just begin to read a little bit. Uh, so, Ari Lila, Chapter 7. Sajjana Durjana Pangujada Andagan Prema Vanyaya Dubaila Jagatiraja. The Krishna Consciousness Movement will un inundate the entire world and drown everyone, whether one, be, one will be a gentleman a rogue, or even lame, invalid, or blind. So that verse is so important because we can see now how qualification is is not uh, not a primary prerequisite for somehow or other becoming part of this movement. Um, when one will be a gentleman, a rogue, or even a lame, invalid or blind. Uh, yes, that's obviously not not physical invalid, uh, but like somehow or other uh, in a spiritual context, uh, if we take all this in a spiritual context, one is one is blind, like like Dhritarashtra was blind. Dhrita was Dhritarashtra was physically blind, but Dhritarashtra was also spiritually blind and he was just uh, protecting Duryodhan who was envious and, uh, and and therefore was doing harm harm to uh, to one's eternal destiny um, in life one has to uh, consider that yes and then we see like uh, personalities uh, like Valmiki described, and how Valmiki is described as, as previously being a rogue, and that Narada, Narada, who is the spiritual master of so many through, throughout times, uh, that Narada came, and Narada asked him uh, to give up these, uh, these activities of being a rogue, but Valmiki said, how can I? How can I maintain my family? So he said, so then Arda said, do you realize that you are getting so many sinful reactions for all these activities and that you'll have to suffer for this? And you're doing all this to maintain your family. Do you think that your family will agree to share in the reactions? of all these things. He said, of course, of course. 
we're all, uh, you know, my family is, is also enjoying the fruits of all these activities. So yes, they will also have to share in the reactions. Hmm, Narada said. Why don't you ask your wife? Why don't you ask them? So Vamiki did. He asked his wife. And the wife said, sharing in the reactions? Oh, no. She said, oh, no. No, we're not prepared to share in the re reactions. He said, it's your duty to maintain your family. And if you are choosing to do so through, through sinful means, then you have to take the reactions. We cannot share in that. It's simply your duty to maintain your family. Mm. So that uh, successfully cut the attachment to his family. And uh, Valmiki then gave up his family life and turned back to Narada. And Narada and asked Narada what to do next. And Narada told him to chant the name of Ram. So, I can't do that. Then, uh, then, uh, then, Narada Muni asked him, all right, chant, Mara, 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 And in this way, he tricked him to chant the name of Ram. Um, anyway, so we see all kinds of people uh, can actually uh, take up Krishna consciousness. But of course, uh, that doesn't mean that one can stay a rogue. Uh, one, has to, uh, one has to gradually uh, rise above that state of being a rogue. No. Jagat Jubil Jivira Hoyla Bijanas Tahadeki Pancha Janere Parama Ulas. When the five members of the Pancha Tattva saw the entire world drowned in love of God and the seed of material enjoyment in the living energies completely destroyed, they all became exceedingly happy. The more the five members of the Panchatattva cause the rains of love of Godhead to fall, the more the inundation increases and spreads all over the world. Mayavadi Karmanista Kutarki Kagana Ninda Kapashandi Yata Paduya Adam She Shava Mahadakshadana Pailaha She Vanyata Shabara Chunitinarida. The impersonalists, fruitive workers, false logicians, blasphemers, non devotees, and lowest among the student community are very expert in avoiding the Krishna conscious movement and therefore the inundation of Krishna consciousness. Yes. Coming back, I'm just looking in the window for some chance.
was some noise before, so I had it closed. Yeah, so then we're discussing that the, the different personalities, impersonalists, fruitive workers, false logicians, blasphemers, non-devotees, lowest amongst the student community, uh, they're all avoiding, they're expert in avoiding. The Mayavadis and others were fleeing, Lord Chaitanya thought, I wanted everyone to be immersed in this inundation of love of God, but some of them have escaped, therefore I shall devise a trick to drown them also. Thus, the Lord accepted the sannyas order of life after full consideration. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu remained in the householder, in householder life for 24 years and on the verge of his 24th year, 25th year, he accepted sannyas. Um, uh, yes. At the end of the month of January in the Year 1432 Sakapta, or A.D. 1510, Shichitani Mahaprabhu accepted the sannyas order from Kesava Bharati, who belonged to the Sankara Sampadaya. Hmm. Yes. i just make a little note. So... so. Okay. Um, so here we see how Lord Chaitanya is uh, is um, is bringing them in, and is now preparing for the sannyasis. Uh, for, for to take sannyas and to, to meet Prakashananda and, and his impersonalist uh, sannyasis. Um, the point is that there are people who are avoiding, who are avoiding the, uh, the Sankhita movement. And it is possible for them to, uh, to avoid the Sankhita movement, right? Because the living being has its independence. And although Lord Chaitanya's Sankhita movement is, is touching people, um, willingly or unwillingly, everyone is touched by the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Still, we see that those who are uh, embracing these philosophies, they are they're building walls between them, uh, walls of of offense, really. Uh, we're seeing that uh, Prakashananda was uh, offense personified in one sense. And at one point it is even stated that he had, uh, had contracted uh, leprosy, right? which he was dealing with. Uh, some issues he had like that. Uh, So let's read a little from chapter 7, text 40. While Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was passing through Varanasi on his way to Vrindavan, the Mayavadi sannyasi philosophers 
blasphemed against him in many ways. The blasphemer said, although a sannyasi, he doesn't take interest in the study of Vedanta, but instead always engages in chanting and dancing in Sankata. This Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an illiterate sannyasi and therefore doesn't know his real function. Guided only by his sentiments, he wanders about in the company of other sentiments. Hmm. Of other sentimentalists, sorry. Hearing all this blasphemy, Lord Chaitanya merely smiled to himself, rejected all these ex accusations and did not talk with the Maya body. time, Lord Chaitanya stayed at the house of Chandrasekhar, although he was regarded as a sudra or kayasta uh, for the Lord as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is completely independent. Mm. It's a lengthy purport about the different classes and so on. Uh, which I will not read now, but it's an interesting purport in text uh, 45. Yeah, so... So Lord Chaitanya did not mix with these sannyasis. And... Uh, Sanatana Goswami also came and was instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. For two months, Lord Chaitanya was instructing uh, Sanatana Goswami uh, to teach him devotional service. But Meanwhile, the, the blasphemy was going on and Tapan Mission Chandrasekhar really found it very hard to tolerate. And, and it said that would, was, the criticism of these Mayavadi sannyasis was breaking their heart. And so, uh, and so they had invited all the sannyasis uh, of of Benares to his home and his desire would be fulfilled if you would accept my invitation purport. And there was a Brahmana that was not top of it. At this time a Brahmana came there to meet the Lord. The Brahmana immediately fell at the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and requested him to accept his proposal in a joyful mood. My dear Lord, I've invited all the sannyasis of Benares to my home and my desires will be fulfilled if you also accept my invitation. So that was from text 52 to 54, Adivida chapter 7. Purport from 54. The Brahmana knew that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the only Vaishnava sannyasi in Benares at that time and all others were Mayavadis. 
It is the duty of a Grihastha to sometimes invite sannyasi to take food as his home. The Grihastha Brahmana wanted to invite all the sannyasis to his house, but he also knew that it would be very difficult to induce Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to accept such an invitation because the Mayavadi sannyasis would be present. Therefore, he fell down at his feet and fervently appealed to the Lord to be compassionate and grant his request. Thus, he humbly submitted his desire. My dear Lord, I know that you never mix with other sannyasis, but please be merciful unto me and accept my invitation. Lord Chaitanya smiled and accepted the invitation of the Brahman. He made his gesture to show his mercy to the Mayavadi sannyasis. The Brahmana knew that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never went to anyone else's house, yet due to inspiration from the Lord, he earnestly requested him to accept his invitation. The next day, when Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to the house of the Brahmana, he saw all the sannyasis of Banaras sitting there. As soon as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw the sannyasi, he immediately offered obeisances and then went to wash his feet. After washing his feet, he sat down by the place where he had done so. After sitting on the ground, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his mystic power by manifesting an effulgence as brilliant as the illuminating of millions of sun. Sons. When the sannyasis saw the brilliant illumination of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their minds were attracted and they all immediately gave up their sitting places and stood in respect. Mm. The leader of all the Mayavadi sannyasis present was named Prakashananda Saraswati, and after standing up, he addressed Lord Chaitanya as follows with great respect Please come here, please come here, Your Holiness. Why do you sit in that unclean place? What has caused your lamentation? The Lord replied, I belong to a lower order of sannyasis, therefore I do not deserve to sit with you. Prakashananda, however, caught Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally by the hand and seated him with great respect in the midst of the assembly. Prakashananda Saraswati then said, I understand that your, your name is Sri Krishna Chaitanya, you are a disciple of Sri Kesavarati, and therefore you are glorious. You belong to our Sankar Sampadaya and live in our village Varanasi. Why then do you not associate with us? Why is it that you avoid even seeing us? You're a sannyasi. Why then do you indulge in chanting and dancing, engaging in your Sankirtan movement in the company of fanatics? Meditation and the study of Vedantas are the sole duties of a sannyasi. Why do you abandon these to dance with fanatics? You look as brilliant as if you were Narayan himself. Will you kindly explain the reason that you have adopted the behavior of lower-class people? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied to Prakashananda Saraswati, My dear sir, kindly hear the reason. My spiritual master considered me a fool, and therefore he chastised me. You are a fool, he said. You are not qualified to study Vedanta philosophy, and therefore you must always chant the holy name of Krishna. This is the essence of all mantras or Vedic hymns. Krishna mantra haitahabe sansara mochan Krishna nama haitahabe Krishna charan Simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna, one can, can obtain freedom from material existence. Indeed, simply by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, one will be able to see the lotus feet of the Lord. In this age of Kali, there is no religious principle uh, other than the chanting of the holy name, which is the essence of all Vedic hymns. 
This is the purport of all scripture. I should read the uh, actual Bengali. Namabina Kalikale, Nayara Dharma, Sarva Mantra Saranam, Se Shastra Manma. After describing the potency of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, my spiritual master told me another verse, advising me to keep it always in my, within my throat. Harinama, Harinama, Harinama eva keva lam, kalo nasteva, nasteva, nasteva gatir anyata. For spiritual progress in this age of Kali, there is no alternative, there is no alternative, no alternative to the holy name, the holy name of the Lord. And uh, since I received this order from my spiritual master, I always chant the holy name. But I thought that by chanting and chanting the holy name, I'd been bewildered. While chanting the holy name of the Lord in pure ecstasy, I lose myself. And thus I laugh, cry, dance, and sing just like a madman. Collecting my patience, therefore, I began to consider that chanting the holy name of Krishna had covered all my spiritual I saw that I had become mad by chanting the holy name, and I immediately submitted this at the lotus feet of my spiritual master. Dear Lord, what kind of mantra have you given me? I become mad simply chanting this ma mantra. Chanting the holy name in ecstasy causes me to dance, laugh, and cry. When my spiritual master heard all this, he smiled and then began to speak. It is the nature of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra that anyone who chants it immediately develops his loving ecstasy for Krishna. Again, the Bengali. Krishna Nama Maha Mantra Eite Shwabhav Ye Japatare Krishna Upajayabhav That is text 83. Hmm. Religiosity, economic development, sense gratification and liberation are known as the four goals of life, but before love of God, the fifth and highest goal, these appear as insignificant as straw in the street. Panchamapurusarta, Premanandam Rita Sindhu, Mokshadi Ananda Ikabindu, for devotees actually develop bhav, the pleasure derived from Dharma Artakama Moksha appears like a drop in the presence of the sea. The conclusion of all revealed scriptures is that one should awaken his dormant love of Godhead. You are greatly fortunate to have already done so. It is the characteristic of love of Godhead that by nature it induces transcendental symptoms in one's body and makes one more and more greedy to achieve the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. When one actually develops love of Godhead, he naturally sometimes cries, sometimes laughs, sometimes chants, and sometimes runs here and there, just like a madman. Perspiration, trembling, standing on end of one's bodily hairs, tears, faltering voice, fading complexion, madness, melancholy, patience, pride, joy, humility. There are various, these are various natural symptoms of ecstatic love of Godhead, which causes a devotee to dance and float in an ocean of transcendental bliss, while chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. It is very good, my dear child, that you have attained the supreme goal of life by developing love of Godhead. Thus you have pleased me very much, and I'm very much obliged to you. My dear child, continue dancing, chanting, and performing Sangatan 
in association with devotees. Furthermore, go out and preach the value of chanting Krishna Nam, for by this process you will be able to deliver all fallen souls. Saying this, my spiritual master taught me a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the essence of all the Bhagavatam's instructions. And therefore, he recited this verse again and again. Evam vratta svapriya nama kirtya jatanuraga drutta citta utchay asati atto ruditti ruti gayati unmadavanni jati lokabaya. When a person is actually advanced and takes pleasure in chanting the holy name of the Lord, who is very dear to him, he is agitated and loudly chants the holy name. He also laughs, cries, becomes agitated and chants just like a madman, not caring for outsiders. I firmly believe in these words of my spiritual master, and therefore I always chant the holy name of the Lord, alone in the association of the devotees. That holy name of Lord Krishna sometimes causes me to chant and dance, and therefore I chant and dance. Please do not think that I intentionally do it. I do it automatically. Compared to the ocean of transcendental bliss that one tastes by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, the pleasure derived from impersonal Brahman realization, Brahmananda is like the shallow water in a canal. My dear Lord, O Master of the Universe, since I have directly seen you, my transcendental bliss has taken the shape of a great ocean. Being situated in that ocean, I now realize all other so-called happiness to be the happiness in the hoofprint of a calf. This is from Hari Bhakti Sudadoya, 1436. Um, after hearing Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the Madhavadi sannyasis were moved, their minds changed, and thus they spoke pleasing words. <laughs> Hare Krishna. So, and this is very nice, uh, a nice, very nice uh, description, how Lord Chaitanya is describing the holy name and how Lord Chaitanya is just uh, uh, at one point even saying that uh, I don't do it uh, consciously, it just, just happens. I just spontaneously start to chant and, and dance. It's just, uh, it's, uh, I don't make any conscious effort about this. Hmm. And, and so many other wonderful statements. Now we'll go to uh, 17, 20. And the reason why we're jumping to Adilila 17, because now we get um, an explanation of that same uh, Harinam verse. And I just have to... Oh, too far. So after this incident, the Lord ate raw rice given by Suklamba Brahmachari and explained very elaborately the import of the Harinam sloka mentioned in the Brihan Naradiya Purana. Harinama, Harinama, Harinama eva kevalam kalu nasteva, nasteva, nasteva gatiranyata. In this age of Kali, there's no other means, no other means, no other means for self-realization and chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name, Chanting the holy name of Lord Hari. Kali Kale Namarupa Krishna Avatari. Namahaita 
higher cyber jagannistare. In this age of Kali, the holy name of, of the Lord, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, is the incarnation of Lord Krishna. Simply by chanting the holy name, one can one associates with the Lord directly. <laughs> Anyone who does this is certainly delivered. So then, this verse repeats the word Eva, certainly, three times for emphasis. And it also three times repeats Harinama, the holy name of the Lord, just to make common people understand. So, Prabhupada says, The use of the word kevala only prohibits all other processes, such as the cultivation of knowledge, practice of mystic yoga, or performance of austerities or fruitive activities. So kevala is prohibiting uh, all other processes, cultivation of knowledge, jnana, practice of mystic yoga, yoga, or performance of, tap, of austerities and fruitive activities. Hmm. This verse clearly states that anyone who accepts any other path cannot be delivered. This is the reason for the triple reputation. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else, which emphasizes the real process of self-realization. To chant the holy name always, one should be humbler than the grass in the street and devoid of all desire for personal honor. But one should offer others all respectful obeisances. A devotee engaged in chanting the holy name of the Lord should practice forbearance like that of a tree. Even if rebuked or chastised, he should not say anything to others to retaliate. For even if one cuts a tree, it never protests. And even if it's drying up and dying, it doesn't ask for any water. Does a Vaishnav should not ask anything from anyone else. If someone gives him something without being asked, he should accept it. But if nothing comes, a Vaishnava should be satisfied to eat whatever vegetables and fruits are easily available. One should strictly follow the principle of always chanting the holy name, and one should be satisfied with whatever he gets easily. Such devotional behavior solidly maintains one's devotional service. Trinada pisu niche na torora pisu hisnuna amani namana dena kirtaniya sadahari. One who thinks himself lower than the grass, who is more tolerant than a tree, does not accept personal honor, yet is always prepared to give all respects to others, can very easily always chant the holy, the holy name of the Lord. Yeah, so this is very, again, um, it deals very much, we're talking about chanting the holy name, we're talking about for Harinama, 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 uh, for emphasis, not that it is Harinama, Harinama, Eva Kevalam, Kevalam, means, yes, no, no philosophical speculation, no jnana, uh, no, no yoga, no tapasya fruit of activities, right? So, no tapasya for fruit of activities. In this way, all these things are just, just uh, rejected. Anyabhilasita sunyam jnana karmadi. It's the same thing. Um, no other desire, all jnana, 
karma and adi etc so that includes such things as yoga and and uh, and, and as well and uh, striving for mystic perfections and um, all these things are, are to be given up only chanting of the holy name so in this way um, we see how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu now is using his sannyas and as a sannyasi he is uh, uh, focusing on chanting the holy name by the order of his spiritual master who said you are a great fool um, um, yes before the Lord we are always a fool uh, because all our learning what will it do uh, all our learning what is the benefit of it uh, rather than studying the Vedanta Sutra and becoming so learned we are a fool the fool is simply chanting Hare Krishna now how about reading Srimad Bhagavatam no, Srimad Bhagavatam has a different purpose because Srimad Bhagavatam especially is there for us to help us develop and increase our faith in the Lord because Srimad Bhagavatam is only describing about pure devotional service and Srimad Bhagavatam is only describing about being the servant of the Lord. Uh, Lord Chaitanya says in Chaitanya Bhagavat that uh, we discuss that, that uh, we discuss only uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Bhakti, pure devotional service in the pure devotional service in the mini, in the middle, and in the end, and that is also there in Bhagavatam. It's only about pure devotional service. So therefore, pure devotional service is described. And by hearing about pure devotional service, um, we develop faith in pure devotional service. And therefore, um, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam must go on. Uh, that is essential. As we discussed the other day, uh, when we discussed the marketplace of the Holy Name and the storehouse of love of God, right? And that was Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur explaining. Now we read in the Chaitanya Charitamrita about the storehouse of love of God. So we heard about this, uh, yes, we heard about this, about the storehouse of love of God. Then Bhaktivinoda Thakur says in the uh, in his description of the Namahata, the uh, Godruma Kalpatavi, uh, or the Godruma Bhakti Kalpatavi, sorry. There he describes that uh, actually this Prema Bandar, this storehouse of love of God, it's Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is that storehouse of love of God. And so we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam where Chaitanya Charitamrita is an extension of Srimad Bhagavatam. And we are chanting, chanting the holy name of the Lord. Chaitanya Charitamrita is an extension of Srimad Bhagavatam because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the living Bhagavat. In the first chapter of the Adi Lila, we find that description that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nichananda are driving away the influence of nescience 
by the book Bhagavat and the person Bhagavat. So, in this way, we can appreciate that Chaitanya Charitamrita is the description of the person Bhagavat. And that in that sense, it's an extension of Srimad Bhagavatam. Mm. Finally, uh, you know, Harinama Harinama Eva Kivlam, Kalu Nasteva Nasteva Nasteva. So, that word Eva, mm, Eva is being given. Mm. I'll, we'll go back for a moment. The word Eva certainly uh, three times for emphasis and it also also three times performed Harinam, the holy name of the Lord, just to make common people understand. Right? So like this, we are appreciating. There's nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. So this is the priceless gift of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement who points out all these other things that are going on, all these other processes uh, such as karma, jnana and yoga, they are simply like the water in the hoofprint of a calf compared to an ocean of unlimited bliss which comes from bhakti. Hmm. So, of course, this knowledge is 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 not hidden to us this knowledge is being repeated to us again and again uh, but each time we hear uh, each time we hear and each time we remember uh, it can awaken our faith now some comments here oops again And, and what, what results will these other processes give? Yes, that depends. We can see the uh, impersonal liberation can at best give us um, merging into the Brahma Jyoti. Uh, but Bhagavatam rejects it. Yes, says one can become free and one can enter into Brahman and one can be there. But Bhagavatam says that it's it that one cannot stay there eternally. It is said that one cannot remain in that Brahma Jyoti and come again down to the material world. So although there are many living beings in the Brahma Jyoti who have attained impersonal liberation, there are also many living beings who are falling from the Brahma Jyoti to, back to the material world. Um, that's why it's sometimes stated that that is the origin of the jiva, that the living being originally comes from the Brahma Jyoti. That's not the case, but it is one state or one station upon eternity. On the journey of eternity, the soul, right, the soul is eternal. Yeah. So where is the question of 
the origin of the soul. So the soul is eternal, and on his eternal journey, the soul can attain the Brahma Jyoti, but he cannot remain. Then the soul will again go down. Yes, it's impossible to go from the Brahma Jyoti to the, uh, to the spiritual world because there is no information of the spiritual world. Here, in this world, there is information of the spiritual world. Here are the devotees who are always preaching the glories and so on. So by the mercy of the devotees, Brahmanda Brahmite Kona Bhagyavana Jeev Guru Krishna Pasala by the mercy of the devotees, one can hear uh, awaken a desire, Nichasiddha Krishna Prem. One can awaken a desire, one can awaken love for hearing and chanting about Krishna, and Krishna can become one's worship of deity, and one becomes eligible to go back to the spiritual world. But the impersonalist, no, has no such, there is no such glorification in the Brahma Jyoti. Uh, there, one is simply merged in, in the white light. And there is the, uh, the bliss of being liberated from the three modes of material nature. So the negative experience of suffering, which has been with us life after life in the material world, is gone. All that, there's, so there's a huge relief from all that which weighs us down, uh, that weight on our shoulders, that weight on our head, that weight in our heart that is just always with us in this world. So many worries, so many frustrations, so many pains, uh, so many duties, so much to do, so much struggle, prakriti stani kersati, the struggle with the material energy. And there will be complete relief from all that within the Brahma Jyoti. And thus, that, that brings about a great, that relief is a great experience of bliss energies and one is just free, liberated. Therefore, this mukti has been highly glorified. But it cannot satisfy the soul because the soul is only finding its resting place in devotional service of the lotus feet of Krishna. And the soul will therefore never find a resting place, an eternal resting place in the Brahma Jyoti. And so, and again, fall down to the material world. And it may be a long time there, but again, fall down to the material world. Hmm. All right. Uh, I will... Uh, Yes, and renunciation is, 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 is in itself not part of bhakti. Renunciation is only offering us a, uh, is only offering us uh, freedom from material entanglement. By practicing re renunciation, we can become free. If you are attached to a Maserati, then you have to always protect your Maserati, look after your Maserati, and service your Maserati, and just Maserati, Maserati, Maserati. And if you don't have a Maserati, then life is very simple. Uh, 
then you can just uh, very simply, uh, very, very simply uh, live without any bills or any headache. So therefore, one who renounces Maserati, oh yes, or Ferrari, uh, is practicing renunciation uh, and becomes free in that way. But he doesn't develop any bhakti for Krishna. He doesn't develop any positive. He just rises above the lower nature of material entanglement. So, in this way, we are appreciating how uh, the devotees are... Uh, uh, when they become attached to serving Krishna, they naturally lose taste. They naturally lose taste for getting so involved with material things. And they want only Krishna's. Ah, oh, forget it. We don't want to do all these things anymore. So much headache. So many things to do to maintain all these material things. We're going to simplify so that we have more time for Krishna. So that we, that tendency arises. And therefore, uh, the system of Varna Ashram is favorable for bhakti, um, because Varna Ashram is 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 going through that where one is gradually. Uh, becoming more detached as time moves along. At the age of 50, one begins to tone down and simplify and just really take more time, more time for Krishna. So in this way, Krishna consciousness is, uh, is in the foreground and is really, uh, yeah, what lifts us above all the uh, in, all the entanglements of material life and bhakti parishtan bhava virakti and yatatrisa ikikala papadasya manasya tasyus tushti pushti kshut apaya nugasam which is a verse from the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam bhakti parishtan bhava that verse is establishing that by performing bhakti, one automatically loses taste for all material things, just as one is eating and gets satisfied, one loses appetite. And even if, if some very tasty thing is brought, one's favorite thing, no, 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 no thank you. No interest in that, because we are now full. So bhakti fulfills the heart. Then no longer that hunger that always, always drives us in the material world. I want this, I want that, I want so many things, and why can't I have this, and why can't I have that? All that burden will disappear as we engage in devotional service. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.